Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, welcome back to Grow With Soul. Thank you for coming back. It's very much appreciated. It's just me again today, and today's episode I think follows along quite nicely from last week's episode with Sasha, probably because this was all stewing and condensing in my mind since that conversation. We spoke a lot about the kind of career ladders and following growth trajectories without even really interrogating them last week. And this episode is kind of the next step from that. What do you fill the vacuum with that's left behind when you stop chasing a growth you don't even want? I forget whether I've already said this on the podcast, and forgive me if I have, but I do think it bears repeating that in my client conversations over the last 12 months, the one marked difference has been the questioning of growth and the removal of growth as the default result that people want. Pre-pandemic, it was an unspoken assumption we were all on board with. Obviously, you want to grow, so let's just skip straight to the how without even questioning the why. But in the last 12 months, more and more people are coming to me with their priority being their families, their time, their creativity, their work-life balance. And, you know, the same has been true for me too, as I've been working on my business this year. One thing I want to say is that I am conscious here of casting growth, in inverted commas, as the villain, as something to not want. And that's not what I mean at all. When I say growth, what I'm referring to is the non-specific more that we can get wrapped up in and desperate for. We've all been there, I think, when everywhere we look is six-figure launches and passive income and X amount of Instagram followers and we think, oh my God, I'm so behind, I need to have more. And so we obsess over needing growth and we read articles and we listen to podcasts about all the growth hacks and just keep throwing more and more different types of spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks. Because I do want growth in my business, but in a very specific way for a very specific result. I only want to grow the profit and only by a certain amount as that will give me the security that I'm after help me to build my savings back up and enable me to buy back time from the business in order to hike and see friends and read and maybe work on some other creative projects, but also not grow the profit so much that I hit the VAT threshold. (laughs) I don't want more because I want more. And that's the default I'd love for us to get away from. But of course, my motivations and therefore my business haven't always looked like that. For the first two to three years, I had a very growth orientated or more orientated business. This meant that every little facet, every thing that I did 
was pointed towards generating more growth. There wasn't a lot of financial planning or financial goal setting because the goal was just to make more. And therefore, that meant there wasn't a limit on the number of clients that I would take on at any one time. And also, there wasn't a limit on the projects I'd start and take on. So for example, one month sticks in the memory where I did three in-person workshops plus running my online course plus my one-to-one clients. There was also, of course, no limit to the marketing I was doing because I always needed more results. So I was posting on Instagram every day, I was blogging once or twice a week, podcasting weekly, pitching for outreach, going on every podcast that would have me. It also meant that my brain and my energy were always pointed towards more. I was never not thinking about how to grow or trying to come up with the idea that would unlock more growth. I was analysing the minutiae of photos that got lots of likes and always itching to do something that would help the business grow. So now saying all that in a row, (laughs) it's kind of funny that I could ever have expected that to not turn into burnout. But there we go. Because it's not just the physical exhaustion of doing all the things, it's the mental and energetic exhaustion of always being on, of there being a brick against the accelerator pedal and you not being able to do anything except steer the car away from trees and walls. There's the constant thinking, constant planning, constant worry that you're not doing enough. And looking back, it was a really miserable way to live, full of deprivation because every single moment had to be focused on the acquisition of more growth and have growth rinsed out of it. And also I feel like I was a pretty boring human because I didn't have anything else to talk about. I didn't read or listen to anything else. It was just my entire being was orientated towards more. And I know it's not just me. I work with clients who have also recognised that that striving for limitless growth is making them miserable. Whether that's because they haven't had a day off as a family in two years or because they realise their norm has become 12 hour days, six days a week. They feel like their business is running them and they can see life passing them by while they're stuck with all the things they said yes to, while all the things they wanted to do in the first place languish behind them. And I think the thing that binds all of our stories together is that in the pursuit of more, we forgot we have a choice. When more is our boss, we do whatever it wants. And what it wants is more than we physically have to give. We can never do enough for more. So we give all of our time, all of our energy. And because we're so busy trying to serve this insatiable boss, we forget that actually we're the ones who appointed him in the first place. We're the CEOs, but we're answering to the shift manager. How might it be different if you appointed fulfillment instead? What would fulfillment ask of you? I know that my fulfillment boss would ask me to take a couple of days off a week, 
Cut out the things I don't like doing. Say no to anything that's not a hell yes. Focus on the projects I really enjoy. Ensure that my profit margins are enough to make the work really worthwhile. There's a different energy to that. Everybody's fulfillment is different. So just think about what that would look like for you. If fulfillment was your boss, what would it ask of you? Now you may be thinking, well, that's a really lovely thought experiment, but I've got 50 things to do today alone and I just cannot get off this train. And I agree. When the brick is against the accelerator, you can't just jump out of the car because you'll get pretty badly injured. The car will be smashed to pieces and probably there'll be some collateral damage and, you know, innocent bystanders are going to get taken out by this car. But the first thing is to notice that the brick is there and that it isn't you driving the car, but that you can do something about it. Then, while still steering, you nudge the brick with your foot a centimetre at a time until the car starts to slow down and eventually the brick falls off altogether. Then you get to determine what speed feels good for you or even if you just want to pull up for a while. In real terms, this means not necessarily taking the drastic scary action of just shutting it all down and burning it all down because, you know, we all still have bills to pay and commitments to fulfil. But it does mean that maybe you close your store for a month to catch up or put a cap on new clients or change the way that you show up in your online course. Perhaps outsourcing a few things, even temporarily, or asking for help in other areas to lighten the mental load helps to move that brick off the pedal. And then you cordon off a few hours a week to look at what needs to change in order for you to feel more fulfilled and in control. And sometimes that's changing the entire business model. And sometimes it's just saying, actually, I'm not going to post on Instagram every day. It does take time though. It's been about two and a half years since I realised I needed to change everything. And honestly, the first six months of that were just slowing the car down enough to be able to think. I stopped taking on one-to-one clients for a year. I experimented with different offerings. I set big financial goals and then I set small financial goals. I did a lot of unravelling of why I thought the way I did what my worthiness was connected to and a lot of rebuilding what the vision of what I even want is when it's true to me. I didn't have the term fulfillment orientated business during that time but that's what I was doing. Finding ways to turn the car away from the direction of growth and towards the direction of fulfillment and actually figuring out which direction was fulfillment to. It's really easy to follow growth, to follow the more, because there are these huge flashing neon signs everywhere showing you where it is. Fulfillment is a dirt track that only you can sometimes see. So it takes a little longer and a little more effort. My business does now have a fulfillment orientated structure. The business model is focused on space and the work I most want to be doing. 
So that is a very, very limited number of one-to-one clients per year within a process that allows me to get really deep and right into the heart of what's important with them. Plus, you know, some kits and some courses that I can really revel in the creation of. And the space in the business model filters down into space in the everyday. I can take a sunny day off to go walking, go stay with a friend for a weekend, take myself out for lunch on a random Tuesday. The driving force behind everything in the business is no longer how can I get more, but how can I feel most alive? Before we end, I'd like to speak to the high achievers. The ones for whom being ambitious, working hard for what you want, having results is something that you're very proud of. I always wanted, you know, the highest marks and the best comments and then later the most fast-tracked career. Ambition was like a core of my identity. I was really proud of it. I loved it. I loved being this ambitious girl. And I know that that version of me would listen to this episode and just want no part of it, (laughs) no part of it at all. It wouldn't be enough. And I wouldn't want to let go of that ambition. But I want to say this, it's not about not being ambitious. It's about being ambitious for something different. It's about not being ambitious for socially approved external markers of success and instead being ambitious for what makes all your insides feel joined up and fully, truthfully expressed. Being ambitious for, in my case, the mountains I want to climb, the writing I want to do, the friend I want to be. Maybe It's being ambitious for the types of art you want to create, the time you can spend with your family, the travel you can do. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't be ambitious. I'm saying, what might it be like if we redirect ambition into a life worth living? And that's our show for today. If you are listening to this at the time it comes out, there is a rather swish new website (laughs) available for you to peruse that's what I've been working on over the last couple of months as I have been transitioning the business model into this more fulfillment orientated mode and so you can have a little explore of that which I think will really further illuminate what we've been talking about here today and you can see a brand new about page which has got lots more detail about the background to this for me as well as my brand new coaching offering called True North. It's also where you're going to get the show notes for this episode at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can come and tell me what you think of this episode and you can tag me in your stories at Simple and Season. If you also have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode then please do send them the link as well. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.